Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. And we're on. Hey, everyone. I'm Leo the daughter. I'm Lori and the mom. Oh, oh my. <laughs> that uh, was such a beautiful entrance. What an entrance. Wow. Uh, what's up? <laughs> How's your week? You know. Oh, you know. It's uh, a rough one. It's a rough one. We're drinking whiskey. That's how yeah. our week has been. It's like four in the afternoon. Oh, my God. Don't tell people <laughs> You're not supposed to fucking tell anyone that, Lore. <laughs> it's dark outside. You know what? You know? I want to start this off by saying that remember last week when I told you about my high school reunion? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have very sad news. <laughs> you decided to go. <laughs> I fucking decided to go. I bought a plane ticket to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I was fucking ready, man. Like, you know, yeah. I was looking at outfits. Packing the bags. Packing the fucking bags. Yeah. They fucking canceled it <laughs> because no one wanted to go sit at the local fucking pub. <laughs> the local pub, which you told me the name of. And so I'm not, we're not going to say it. It's an export PA. Do with that what you will. But like, really? That's where you would have a high school reunion? You know what, mom? What is it? $50 a plate? What? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> If you couldn't catch the sarcasm, I'm totally kidding. I did not buy a plane you ticket not, to no, attend no, this reunion. No, no. And but, uh, apparently nobody else did either. No, no one wanted to go. I kind of felt bad. You know, like I, I got the Facebook notification that was like, we have to cancel it due to lack of attention, you know, to the event. And I was like, oh, bummer. But like, are you surprised? You yeah, know, so yeah. that's my first announcement. Oh, wow. That is a bummer. Yeah. RIP to yeah. your high school reunion. <laughs> the high school reunion. Um, and my second announcement is... That we are both grumpy today. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been a hell of a week. Normally, for sure. like one of us is grumpy and then the other kind of can offset you know, a little bit. Yeah. Like floats on clouds and, you know. Yeah. And can kind of raise the other one yes. up. Yes. You raise me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long night, folks. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> um, yeah. We're grumpy. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you why. Right. <laughs> I know why I'm grumpy. Okay. Why are Besides you Besides the fact that my reunion was canceled. <laughs> of course. And I had made serious plans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my lovely dog, Nanook, oh, Nanook, who we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, we changed his food right. at the recommendation of our vet. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one fucking panic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, it's yeah. very natural that right. their stomach, it, there's an adjustment period. Right. So he has had me and fact check Jake up every hour. Like a newborn babe. Like a newborn baby yeah. in the middle of the fucking night because he has, you know. The shiznizzles. The shizzles, the Hershey squirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has to drop some kids off at the pool. Whatever you want to fucking call it every hour. Right. But I also, I'm going to diagnose Mr. <laughs> Nanook with... Anxiety. anxiety disorder. Yeah. So we went away for it's been like two weeks, right? Yeah. We went to Forks. We talked about that. And ever since is when he's had this issue because you disrupted his routine. He is very routine oh my heavy. Gosh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's he likes to be at home. 
He does, as we all do. In his environment. Yeah. And so, yeah, he right. has the Hershey squirts. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's why I'm grumpy. So I have you, not had a normal sleep schedule since Forks. Right, right. Thank you, Nanook. Lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. Why right. are you grumpy, my friend? Well, I, a couple of weeks ago, well, actually, it's been going on about a month. Oh. I did something to my shoulder. Yeah. Right? I pulled something out in my shoulder mm-hmm. and I am trying to baby it with herbs, but that is very slow moving. It is. Yeah. Right. And then you also have to heal by resting yeah. said shoulder. And I don't have the opportunity to the do opportunity. <laughs> the opportunity, uh, the opportunity to do that because right. I'm going 24 seven. You're a tough ass bitch. You're on um, the go. Yeah. So I know when I try to lay down and go to sleep, forget about it. I am in some excruciating pain. Oh, like, Lord. you know, in the middle of sleep, you're like, I just roll over here and then nope. I am woken up in excruciating pain. Lord. You know? Yeah, that'll make you grumpy. Yeah, it yeah. will. I'm so sorry, Lord. Oh, that's all right. So, you're like, that's all right. <laughs> that's I'm just right. going to cry into my whiskey. It's fine. But uh, oh. yeah, that's that's made me a little cranky. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you hearing the, you know, the door open and close every hour from said, from you the know, dog. Yeah. Shitscapade is what I have called it. <laughs> <laughs> the shitscapade. Shitscapade 2021. I'm sure, I'm sure that's not fucking helping. <laughs> correct. You know? Correct. Um, so then we got to talking about like. Us when we're grumpy. How do we know each other is like, grumpy? Yeah, because how, we live in the same space. We live in the same space. So, right. like, how do you know when I'm grumpy and vice versa? <laughs> what? And I say, what? This is what I say. What? Okay, one, you have two eye looks. I have two eye looks. Yeah. So oh. if I wake up in the morning and I'm oh, like, shit. hey, what's going on? And I get a sideway dagger glance. Okay, well, let me, you know, wait, what, wait, hold what? on. <laughs> let me preface this. This bitch is at like, I wake up at like 6 a.m. and she comes strolling out with like the world's best attitude. And I'm like, let me fucking have some of my coffee juice before you come at me with that positivity. I need to recover from the dreams I just had. Give me a minute. But okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I I just know to proceed with caution. Right, right. When I get the sideway eye glance. I think that's nice of me to give you a signal. But anyway. Or the eye roll. Oh, yeah. I'm good at the roll. You're good at the eye roll. I'm good at the roll. Back off. It's like, I'm just going to sit here in silence and sip my coffee. Proceed with caution. (laughs) Right. Interesting. But also... What? I know you're really mad. Really? Oh, no. Really mad. Oh, shit. What? When you do the Sasquatch walk. <laughs> what? <A> stomp. <laughs> stomp. Do a stomp. Did you say Sasquatch walk? That's so sexy. You I love like- that for me. <laughs> Did you just compare me to a furry mythological creature? Yeah, but you like your head put, you, your head goes down and your arms swing and you take these long strides. <laughs> I'm on a fucking and, mission. And I, <laughs> to get the hell out of your way. I'm not even Yeah, kidding. just bounce. Maybe I got places to fucking be. <laughs> fucking shit. Okay, I'll take that. Babe, how do you feel about that? That you're married to a Sasquatch-like creature. I couldn't be happier. Wow, I love you so much. Um, all right, well, let's flip the script. Okay. I know when you're mad. Okay. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but you have a set of movies that you watch. I do. When yeah. you're mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would be mob films. Right. <laughs> Specifically Godfather 1, 2, and right, 3. Right. If I come into the house and Laura is watching mm-hmm, The Godfather, mm-hmm. you just back the fuck off. Get and out. not even in like a funny way. Like literally like, no, oh. for serious. Yeah. For serious. <laughs> for serious. It's for serious, guys. Yeah. If yeah. I have like collected a weekend's worth of snacks. Oh, no. And I am wearing my sweats and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
whatever, my old crusty slippers. <laughs> Looking good. I got a scarf yeah. on. I don't know. I've got mittens. I have a scarf on. Inside? Yeah. Is it cold in there? Put the heat on. <laughs> Girl. Um, yeah, stay away. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fucking stay away. I think, yeah, when I have absolutely no faith left in humanity, <laughs> I go for the Godfather movies for because sure. Because of loyalty. She loyalty. likes the lesson of loyalty in there. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I also know when you're mad because, like, okay, while I look like a Sasquatch, you fucking sound like one. Do I? Because you... <laughs> You walk around and go, (laughs) I can't even do it. (sighs) Oh, no. It's like not a human sound. You just want everyone in your vicinity to know that you're fucking pissed. Get out of the way. Get out of my way. No apologies. Yes. Can I tell you what fact check Jake said to me? <laughs> you opened the door and you made that sound. Did I? <sighs> and he was like, do you think she does that just so we can hear it? And I was like, no. <laughs> but that's just a bonus. She has- <laughs> I don't even know I'm doing it. I know. That's why I was like, no, I don't think it's on purpose. But I do think that Virgo in there likes the little, like, I know that you know that I'm pissed because of the sound I just made. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to be cognizant of that moving forward. Oh, God. Apparently, I'm going to have to try to walk with a little more grace. God. God. That's just the sexiest thing I've ever heard. I just can't wait to go and think about that all night. All right. Anyway, you're ready to fucking jump into it. I'm ready. You know, here's your warning. Right. We just said we're fucking grumpy. We had a rough week. It, you we know, did. Nothing, you know, yeah. no worries. Nothing Never. crazy happened. It was just like exhaustion. We need to chill. Yeah. So we both ended up picking topics that yes. are like very light, light. kind of. Because we've been going heavy. We've been we, doing some heavy topics. We have been doing some very heavy topics, very mm-hmm. heavy on the lessons, very yes. heavy on the, you know, factual information. And so, if the delivery is heavy, just think of what the research, go, you know, behind it. Oh, my it's gosh. Heavy. Guys, this takes so much research, and right. we love to do it. This is not a complaint, but this week we needed a, like, you know what? Let's loosen it up a little bit. This up. So we both picked fucking rom-coms. Right? Whoa. All right. Whoa. I, I'm going to jump in. Okay, do it. I am doing 13 going on 30. Which is very unlike wow. me. Yes. I don't even, I know that I watched that once with you, but I don't remember it's ever seeing cute. it It's very cute. I mm-hmm. love a rom-com. I do. Mm-hmm. This one is very unlike me, though. It's very like a bubble gummy. Right, right. <laughs> and that is not yeah. a word I would use right. to describe me. No. So um, to all of those, you know, listeners out there that think I only do horror, this one's for you, baby. There all right. You go. Let's, let's try this one for size and see let's how bubble gum rom-com looks on Lee. All right, let's all try right, it. All right, let's try okay. it. All right, it's a 2004 rom-com fantasy. Yeah. Ooh, rated PG-13. Ooh. All right, here's the tagline. For some, 13 feels like it was just yesterday. For Jenna, it was. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. <gasps> Written by Josh Goldsmith and Kathy Yuspa. Directed okay. by Gary Winnick. And here's your cast. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right. Jennifer Garner as Jenna Rank. Krista B. Allen as young Jenna. Okay. We're doing a time hop here okay. if you couldn't tell by the title gotcha. of the film. Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. 
I think it's ruffle. Ruff, like a ruffles chip. Like a ruffles. Ruffles have <laughs> like ridges. Ruffle. Ruffles have ridges. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's an ad for ruffles potato chips. Ruffles have ridges. <laughs> what? Ruffles have ridges. Yeah. You ran it together. So- <laughs> I was like, what? I was running my lines. Ruffles, ruffles have ridges. ridges. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck mm-hmm. are you talking mm-hmm. about? Oh shit. Okay. So Mark Ruffalo as Matt Flamhalf. Flamhalf. Okay. <laughs> Oh, shit. Sean Marquette as Young Matt. Okay. Judy Greer, who I swear she's in everything. Yeah. All right. As Lucy Wyman. Okay. And Andy Serkis as Richard Nealon, and he's hilarious in this film. Andy Serkis, good. (laughs) My precious. Yes. Thank you, Laura. Of course. Are you ready for the rundown? I'm ready. All right. I thought that my um, synopsis of this film was short. It's not. You're lying. I don't know why I do this every time. You lied to me. For films that don't warrant it. I do it every time. I don't I don't understand. I don't know either. You know what? Bear with me. Okay. Rom com too. All right. Let's do it. Opens in New Jersey, 1987. We love the 80s. We do. We love you live through it. I was there. <laughs> the 90s. I don't know. She, you were not there. Okay. 1987 with Jenna Rink, our main character, mm-hmm. getting an absolutely gorgeous school photo. Nice. Oh, nice. Retainer wire. Front and center. Oh, you're being facetious. I was, okay. Laura. You didn't pick up on it. I did it not was pick not up on it. A gorgeous photo. Who has a fucking gorgeous school photo? Well, I thought that was the magic. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a classic mortifying. You know, oh, okay. she has a retainer front and center, and awesome. it's on her thirteenth birthday. Oh, you damn. know, so it's just really, it's not great. She's mm-hmm. mortified, of course, but she runs in to her longtime best friend Matt in the hallway. Okay, all as well. I all love right. Matt; mm-hmm. he's my favorite character in this film. And that's Mark Ruffalo. It's Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo, Ruffalo but uh, this is young Matt we're talking about. Oh, here. Okay, Matt is the little artsy photographer who wants to be original. Okay. Okay. Wants to be unique. Yeah. But Jenna wants nothing more than to be cool and popular. Yeah. Of course. She specifically wants to join the six chicks. What? The six chicks? The six chicks. The chicklets? The six chicklets. Spinoff. Uh, You guessed it. It's six chicks. (laughs) Okay. The (laughs) The popular girl group in school led by head bitch in charge, Tom Tom. What? Her name is Tom Tom. Like the drum? <laughs> yes. Yes, like the drum. Tom Tom, like the drum. All right. But the six chicks are only nice to Jenna when they want something. Of course. All right. They're the mean girls. Mm. And they only agree to come to her birthday party later that night if she does all of their homework. Ow. Wow. Oh, poor Jenna. That is jacked. Yeah. And Matt is on to this Jenna oblivious. Seriously? Right. Yeah. She's, uh, come on. She's wow. 13. She wants to fit in. Laura, come all on. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, we don't resonate with that because no. we never tried to fit. You know what? I take that back, no. Laura. You were a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You tried to fit in and you cannot yeah. relate to our girl Jenna Rink here. It's the way I was raised. I don't buy it. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Regardless, Jenna, she's pumped that yeah. they agreed to come to the party. Yeah. And later that night, she's getting ready. With some very blue eyeshadow, a tissue stuffed bra. Mm. Oh, why did we do that? I didn't. I, I never didn't do did that. that. <laughs> we as a society. I was gonna say I never did that. I never did that. Itchy tissues. I thought you were gonna say new itchy band titty. Name. <laughs> I really that's thought you were gonna name. say itchy tit. I really thought that's what you were gonna say. New band name. Oh fuck. 
All right, she's getting ready with the you know tissue stuff bra and yeah. some Rick Springfield tunes. We <laughs> wow. love the eighties. Yes. Fuck. Rick. All right, little Matt. He arrives first okay. with a special present for Jenna, Aww. and he calls it the Jenna Dream House. Cute. Yes, it's a big pink dollhouse handmade by him with fucking love. Come on now. How cute. I know. It also comes with a bag of wishing dust, a magical mm. powder that can make all of your dreams come true. How oh, that sounded <laughs> a magical <laughs> powder that can make all of your dreams hey, come true. Hey, that's a good advertisement. I'll take some. <laughs> it sounded like a drug. <laughs> I'll sell you some later. Try this powder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. Anyway, he sprinkles. Matt sprinkles it on top of the dollhouse. It's a really cute moment. He's like, here, let me sprinkle some of this magic dust on here. But the doorbell rings, and Jenna shoves the whole dollhouse into the closet to make room for the popular kids. I I was not happy about this. That's horrifying. Horrifying. Yes. Lori called it. So the six chicks arrive along with the cool boys. And mm-hmm. immediately remove Matt's killer fucking mixtape, and yes, a literal fucking tape, from the stereo because they're rude. That's a travesty. And it was like a really good mix. I was upset. Tom uh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> like, I cannot. I can't, I can't take, take that ser- seriously. I can't take no. you seriously, Tom no, no. Tom. Uh, she suggests a game of seven minutes in heaven. We of all course. remember that one. Yeah, I remember that old. It. I remember that old ploy. If you're too young for that mm-hmm. one, Google it. You know, give a little Google on the web. Yeah, I wonder if they still play that. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Hmm. It was mortifying hmm. then, and mm-hmm. it would probably still be now. All right, True. she suggests a game in seven minutes in heaven to the group with Jenna headed in first to the closet. Okay, uh, to supposedly meet one of the popular guys she's crushing on. Hmm. Of course, it ends up being a big prank. All right, the popular kids steal their now-completed homework from the table. And lock her in the closet? Well, she's in the closet. Uh-huh. All right, and they send little Maddie in to the closet who thinks that Jenna is waiting for his sweet kisses. Oh, that's But she's so waiting for the popular mean. kid. It's so mean. Uh. So Matt approaches a blindfolded Jenna who you can tell he's, like, always fucking been in love with. Mm-hmm. And Jenna says something like, I don't know, sup, popular kid. Like, she mentions the popular Uh, kid's name. And Matt realizes what's going on and tries to say something. But Jenna is too fucking mortified. Wouldn't you be? Yes. Well, she was the butt of a joke. Uh, And she blames the entire thing on Maddie, not the Uh, six chicks. What? She's just too, she's confused. She's 13. He made her a dollhouse. He did make her a dollhouse lore. I burped to that. Yeah. My heart is broken for young Matthew. Mm -hmm. Jenna freaks the fuck out and declares that she hates being a teen and would rather be 30, flirty, and thriving, which she read about. wouldn't we all? Oh, God. Which she read about all in her favorite magazine, Poise. Oh. Poise. Um, All right. I am almost 30. 30 flirty. I am not flirty, and it's debatable whether or not I'm thriving. So, young Jenna, I'd rethink that wish, my friend. All right. Uh, As she's saying and doing this, she she keeps saying, I want to be 30, flirty, and thriving. She's, Mm -hmm. like, banging up against the uh, closet wall, and the dollhouse is up there. So the magic dust starts floating down. Uh Remember, because she rudely fucking shoved the dollhouse in the closet, bitch. Uh, So the magic dust sprinkles down on top of her as she's making this wish. Everything goes a bit black, and then we flash to an adult woman waking up in bed. Wow. Wow. All right. I'm going to spare you 
the little fucking details. Do it. All right. But uh, the adult woman is Jenna. It is. Who is now 30, flirty, and thriving bitch. Nice. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Absolutely. All right. Obviously, it's like funny. That's part of the fucking right, movie. Right, that's right, the, right, right. That's the calm. In the rom. In the rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because there's a flash forward from the 80s to, yes. to you know, today at yeah. that point. So she doesn't know, like, a lot of what's going on. Right. Um, a child to adult. So that's mm -hmm. also funny. You know, go watch the film. Yeah. But we learned that adult Jenna lives in New York City now. Nice. She has a boyfriend that calls her Sweet Bottom. Jake, well, why don't you call me Sweet Bottom? I can start if you'd like. Okay, yeah, I would. I re I'm requesting it right now, Sweet All Bottom. Right, sweet Bottom. Sweet bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. Weird. And she has a best friend named Lucy. Okay. And she works as a big time magazine editor for, you guessed it, Poise. Poise. Wow. 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 I did not see that coming. Well, Laura, I know you were hanging on the edge. I was. Of I see, was. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> Jenna is obviously freaking out. Okay. Right. Because one second ago she was 13, 13 and now she's like, you know, what the fuck's happening? 30. Now I'm sweeping and flirty. And I got a sweet bottom. Right. All right. She immediately sets off to find Matt because he was her best friend who happens to now be living in Greenwich Village. Oh. However, adult Matt doesn't know adult Jenna because they haven't oh. seen each other since high school. And, you know, it's really oh. funny that, like, my high school reunion yes. is coming up around this time because yes. you do fall out with a lot of people, and it is crushing, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so after a freak out and some weirdness, because mm -hmm. Jenna has no fucking clue what's going on, uh, the two of them break out the high school yearbook to walk through what actually happened because Jenna doesn't remember. And you're going to tell us. I'm going to tell you. Awesome. After that 13th birthday party, Jenna became a six chick, so I guess it would have been no. the seven chicks. Like, did they change their name or... I guess, unless they kick someone out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Or else we're going to have to be seven chicks, and that mm. doesn't sound as good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she practically became their leader. What? All right. The prom queen and the number one mean girl. Uh, oh, bummer. No. Her mm. adult best friend, Lucy, I told you about. Lindsay Lohan, move over. Oops. <laughs> Lord. Was she in Mean Girls? That was a great reference. Was yes, it? honey. Wait, okay, you great. know what? Give me give me a high five on that one. Oh, yay. Okay. Nice. That was a great <laughs> high five. All right. So Jenna's adult best friend, Lucy, you know, that's mm -hmm. actually Tom Tom. Tom Tom must have been a nickname. Tom Tom. I would okay. like to know how she got that nickname. I'm very curious. Hmm. Writers, let me know. Yeah. Uh, once adult Jenna learns that she actually got everything that young Jenna ever wanted, mm -hmm, right? She got, mm -hmm. she became popular. Yeah. She has the job she wanted. She's got, you know, a the boyfriend. Mean girl. Yeah. Her worry dissipates and she's now excited to be 30, oh, even nice. if that means no Maddie. Oh, sad. I know. So they separate a little bit. She lives it up in her new life, all right? She has mm -hmm. a giant closet filled with shoes and all kinds of clothes. Yeah. A limo on deck whenever she wants. Hey. Credit cards, tons of parties to attend. Imagine being 13 and, and getting then, your hands yeah. on this shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. yeah. Uh, one party in particular involves literally every person in attendance joining in on a thriller dance, which is highly improbable, but I would have been able to do it. Was it choreographed? It was not supposed to be. Mm. People just joined in. Like a flash mob. Remember all, when flash mobs yes. were a thing? And they all knew the moves. They all knew the moves. Nice. Highly improbable. Right, <laughs> okay. right, right, right. I call bullshit. All right. Anywho, Jenna is loving her editor job at Poise and is basically put in charge of saving the entire company by redesigning the magazine 
in two weeks. Oh, wow. Only two weeks. Only two weeks. The pressure is on, bitch. (laughs) You want to be 30? (laughs) Here you go. Also in two weeks, Matt's wedding. Oh, shit. Oh, no. To his fiance, Wendy, who is a weather person. (laughs) Wendy the weatherman? (laughs) Wendy the weather person. (laughs) Whoa, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, fuck yeah. So Jenna's a little, you know, she's a little bummed about that, but she continues on with her adult life and her adult job. Uh All right. Until she begins to realize that she doesn't really like who she has become. I was going to say, pretending to be somebody she's not. Exactly, Mm Lore. Here's some examples. All right. Let's do it. She's having an affair with someone's husband and therefore cheating on her famous New York Ranger boyfriend. Yikes. Not good. Her assistant is afraid of her. Because she's not very nice. She's a biatch. <laughs> a biatch. Yes, Laura. <laughs> uh, she doesn't see her family, uh-huh. and she has no real friends. And she's like, wow. all right, hold on. Pause. Me. <laughs> oh, Laura. <laughs> Ouch. Wow, Laura just dragged oh, herself. Wow. It's the whiskey, isn't it? <laughs> Here, take another sip. It's a truth serum. Oh. No shit. Plus, after some more chats with Matt, Jenna realizes that she destroyed the Jenna dream house that he made. With his own fucking two hands right in front of his face after the closet incident because she blamed it on him. And they have not been friends ever since. And Matt is clearly devastated. Wow, that's so sad. Can you hear the ice? We were so grumpy today that Fact Check Jake allowed us to have ice cubes in the studio today. He did. So someone mark it down on the calendar as the first... Today is Ice Cube Day. Ice Cube Day. Ice Cube Day. Ice Cube and Rom-Com Day. Oh my God, it should be a tradition. Ice Cube and Ice Tea. (laughs) (laughs) Were you referencing the rappers? Yeah. Okay. I was. I love that. I'm not sure why, (laughs) but I like it. Cheers to that. Boom. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, overall, adult Jenna is not a very nice person, duh. And she's starting to miss being 13. I bet she is. I bet she is. She even goes back to her parents' house to try and reverse the closet dollhouse magic, but with no luck. Nope. That's a sad scene when she, like, sees her parents. Oh, Uh, really? Yes. So, long story short, because, again, go watch. Matt agrees to be the photographer for Jenna's poise redesign. Remember I said she had two weeks? Two weeks. Yep. And after spending more time with each other, they obviously fall back in love. Of course. Duh. Even though they weren't really love, that it weren't re- <laughs> they weren't really love. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> Even though she's mentally 13 and he's a grown man, but we're gonna let it slide. You're putting the wow. rom in the com. Wow, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all on the same page. Gotcha. Okay, you get it. Uh, but information gets twisted like in every damn rom com, which mm. we have learned is fact trick Jake's like he hates it. He fucking yep. this is why yep. he doesn't fucking watch them. Hate it. He hates it's a Kelly it. Sale. Jenna there tries. <laughs> there it is. Jenna tries to stop Matt's wedding, but Matt chooses Wendy the weather person. Yeah. Fuck Matt. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Can't tell Weird. me when it's raining. <laughs> you don't have what she has. <laughs> Spot a tornado from a mile away. <laughs> I'm just dragging Wendy the weather person. <laughs> I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Laura literally <laughs> has no idea what planet she's even on right now. Uh, Matt says to her, and this one, this one hurt me. Mm. You don't always get the dream house, but you can get awfully close. Ooh. Ouch, which again is not very nice to Wendy, the weather person. Wow. Ow. As That's... a parting gift, mm-hmm. Maddie goes into his closet and pulls out the Jenna dream house, which he saved for all these years. Did he put it back together? I think so. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
crushed as hell. Jenna takes the dollhouse outside and wishes to be 13 again as the wind kicks in and the old as fuck magic dust starts swirling around her. I'm like, isn't that like crusty dust? That's been around for a while. <laughs> crusty dust. New band name called it. That's a good one. Crusty dust. Crusty dust. I like I that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Young Jenna wakes up in the closet back in 1987. All 13 right. again. Duh, you couldn't see that coming, right? Yes. And immediately rushes out to lay a big smooch on young Maddie. Oh. Also, she tells Tom Tom to go fuck herself because yes. there's, you know, I left out some details about right, Tom right, Tom. Right, right, Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go find that out. Yeah. Drama. Mm. There's a little surprise at the very end of the film. I'm not going to spoil it because I do think it's cute and okay. like very rom com y. All right. Mm-hmm. So go watch it. But that is the end of the film. Cute. Cute. What do, what do we think? How did I do? Fact check, Jake. If you had to rate me, um, you know, retelling a rom com. <laughs> What's my rating at one out of, you know? Nine out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10 if I could understand why the girl was named after a drum. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll we'll never know. All right. So here's when we get loose. Okay. All right. Because my lesson Mm -hmm. was wishes. Right. I didn't get very far. No. No, because there just wasn't a lot. Not a lot of meat on that. No, because this movie is interesting because there's. It's just this wishing dust. Like, there is absolutely no indication of how it got there. Like, so it's not like she blew out a birthday candle and this is what happened. Where did Matt get it? Exactly. We're going to talk about this. So my lesson kind of got halted a little bit. All right. So a wish is defined as a hope or desire for something. Yes. It is commonly used as a theme or plot device in fiction and folklore. Yes. Yes. Uh, Wishes usually pop up in mortality tales or stories Mm. from which one can derive a moral lesson about right and wrong. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Yes. So think, be careful what you wish for, Mm -hmm. which you can see in this film, right? Right. Um, Wording is very important when making a wish. So think about intention just like with any magic or spell, duh. Uh, it is commonly believed that wishes can only come true if they are kept hidden or secret from others, mm. which I didn't really know that. That's interesting. I think that's cool. There is usually a supernatural element attached to wishes. Um, there is usually a wish giver or granter, mm-hmm. but not always. Okay. However, for that reason, there have been theories online, specifically Reddit, and I will link it in our show notes, about whether or not Matt... Mark Ruffalo's character is actually a supernatural creature, like a warlock or something. Because again, where the fuck did he get the wishing the dust? Fairy dust there was from? absolutely no information. Yeah, he's just like, and here's some wishing dust, yeah. and he sprinkles it on, and then he brings back the dollhouse. Yeah, so people are like, he has to be some yes. kind of supernatural. Because I said creature. fairy dust, so is he a fairy? He could be a fairy, a hmm. warlock. I don't know. Um, other creatures associated with wishes are leprechauns, of genies. Course. He could be a yes. genie. Fairies, like you said, fairy godmothers. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Matt. One of those. He fits in one creature. of those categories. Yeah, exactly. Um, some common wishing customs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, blowing out birthday candles. Yes. Shooting stars. Mm-hmm. Dandelions. Uh, yes. Making a wish at 11-11. Nice. Nice. Yeah, 11, uh, 11. Eyelashes? Like a mm. lucky eyelash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lucky eyelash. You're supposed eyelash. to, if you get an eyelash, you're supposed to blow it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yeah. Of wishbones. Of 
course. Yeah, gross. We all all used to fight for that when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, it's kind of savage. You got the biggest part, yeah. the wishbone. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of savage. <laughs> oh, we wish- can't do that with tofurkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, now that we don't eat meat. What do we do? I don't know. Some SOS. Someone write in and tell us. Uh, that was good. Wishing wells. Yes. And there is like a cool history I found about wishing wells. So I'll have to find a pop culture yes. reference. Like the ring. Wasn't, I don't know. No. <laughs> Wasn't she in a well? I don't think it was for wishing. <laughs> Nobody wanted that fucking shit. Nobody wanted that wish. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Fact check Jake is loving. He's just over there shaking his head every second of this. Um, writing wishes on a ribbon. Yes. Which we did in Lilydale. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can write a wish on a ribbon and then we tied it. Um, there on was a tree. It was a, a wishing tree. tree. It was a wishing tree. Yeah. That was really cool. So yeah. I thought that was cool. And we've already done an episode on Lilydale so you can go back and. Yes, absolutely. Check that out. So that was literally all I could come up with about just wishing. In general. In general, yeah. like general wishing. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave you with just that because I felt kind of like that was coming up a little short. So I figured I'd give you a little bit on the numerology of the numbers 13 and 30. Oh, because it's 13 going on 30. All right, just a little bit. 13, which you actually talked about the number 13 I in did. the Friday the 13th episode. Yes. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and listen to listen that. Listen to that. But 13 is often associated with independence and freedom. Mm-hmm. The 13th card of a standard tarot deck is death. Yes. So think rebirth, transformation, change, change. and transition. Yes. 30 is often associated with creativity, purpose, time, and completion. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the end of one cycle. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's interesting. interesting. Um, so the third tarot card in the major arcana, because three plus zero would is be three. three. Is the empress. So think sensuality, creative expression, fertility, femininity. And I kind of, I wanted to include this because you can see that reflected in the story. For sure. So I thought that was super cool. Yeah. So that's my lesson. I mean. I love that. Listen, after doing, do you remember when we did the teen witch episode? We're just recalling a lot of episodes today. And I like pulled a really serious. You went deep into the Akashic records. For a yeah. movie that just wasn't asking for it. Right. You know, I've learned my lesson. Yes. Now when I arrive at a film that is not begging for a serious lesson. You're not going to give it. No. There you go. So this is what we got from 13 Going on 30. I love it. It's just a very, it was. it is a very like light, carefree film. Yeah. It's very cute and fun. Yeah. Which is um, what we were going for this which week. Which is what we were going for this yes. week. Exactly. So would you like some fun and random facts? I would love some. All right. Krista B. Allen, who mm-hmm. played young Jenna, just turned 30. Oh, my. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, And she is also big on TikTok and social media. So if you're interested, yeah, she's got some cool content. Go check her out. Um, The character Jenna magically turns 30 around the 13-minute mark of the film, which I love that. I love attention to detail like that. I love when they do that. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, Jenna's birthday is May 26, 1974, making her a Gemini. Mm -hmm. We love it, which I also like because you're seeing the duality. Mm -hmm. Uh, The soundtrack in this film is actually really tight because it's from the 80s. It's a lot of 80s music. So Talking Heads, Michael Jackson, the Go-Go's. Nice. Bill Joel. I left out Bill, the Y. Not Y. <laughs> not, not Bill E. Not Billy Joel. <laughs> Bill Y. Joel. Bill Joel. <laughs> Thank you. Autocorrect. I, I know appreciate him that. on a personal level. Bill. He's yeah, just Bill. He's just Bill now. 
Uh, Rick Springfield even yes. attended the movie premiere oh, as Rick. a thank you for featuring his song oh, in the film. Nice. Um, I, as you could tell, I'm not one for like quote unquote girly fashion. Yes. But there are a lot of cute outfits in this movie on Jenna. Is yeah, and like if you think about it, she's a magazine editor, very fashion forward. Yes. And so her outfits are very cute, but I like that when she's 30, like they use the fact that she's 13 to make her outfits very spunky and fun oh, and carefree. Cute. Like she doesn't care what people think because right, she's right. actually 13. Right. And it's actually really That's cute. cute. That's cute. So speaking of, Jenna's wardrobe mirrors what she's going through in the film. So as she warms up and kind of drops that like icy thing she had going on in the 30s, so does her color palette in her wardrobe. Oh, I which I love uh, that. You when know they that, do that that is film. like my favorite fucking thing yes, in the world. Yes. yes. Um, razzles are featured in the film. The candy. Razzles. And Terrible candy. I am here to tell you that they taste like actual shit. The worst. So I really did, even though this is like not my cup of tea, this mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. normally. I did really like this movie when I was little. And when I yes. saw Razzles in the film, I was like, Mom, we got to go get us some Razzles. Do and I went. still make those? I think sadly they do. They taste like literal chalk. So they're supposed to be, if you don't know, if you're listening mm-hmm, from somewhere, mm-hmm. they're a candy. That turns into gum. That turns into gum. However, mine never turned into gum. It never turns into gum. It just it's disintegrates. Just like a sandy, yeah, it's We're gross. never, ever going to get a sponsorship from Razzles. It's like Razzles. a desert in my mouth. It's like yeah. a desert. I'm going to no, make it real won't. dry for you. Yeah, not, uh, not my fave. Yeah, so Razzles, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 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 Moral of the story. Bottom of the list. Don't eat a razzle. (laughs) (laughs) Not sponsored. (laughs) Not sponsored by razzle. The movie is very obviously referenced in Ariana Grande's Thank You Next music video from 2018, 2019. I can't remember what year. Um, Like she uh, goes through in the music video and dresses like a bunch of movie characters and Jenna uh, Rink is one of them. Okay. So the younger folks out there might recognize this movie from that. All right, there you go. And that is what I have for 13. Go, go, 30. Hey. Hey, I don't find it too bad. Light. I like it. I don't think bubblegum looks too bad on me. Hey, you know, sometimes you just got to go for the... You gotta, oh, shit. Sorry, Fact Check Jake. I just bumped my mic, please. It's yeah, going to be go. okay. No. Go. It's all good. It's, all, it's good. all good. Yeah, sometimes you have to switch it up. You do. I do a lart. A lart. <laughs> a lart. I do a Paul Blart amount of work. <laughs> I do a lot of dark topics. You do. Is what I was trying yeah, to say. You do. Was that an accent that I just had there? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Well, maybe next time. All right. That's 13 going on 30. Thank you. Good night. And I'm out. (laughs) All right. I think that means you're up. I'm up. You're up. All right. I am also doing a rom-com today. I love that for you. Which is not my, it's not my bag. No, we're not really one for rom-coms. We are not. Uh, You love them. I fucking hate them. Occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally I like a rom-com. Occasionally. Um, so I am doing the holiday. <gasps> I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. Yes, you yes. love it. 2006 romantic comedy. Yeah. Right? Written, produced, and directed by Nancy Myers. Really? Okay. Yes. Go, girl. And music, are you ready for this? Yeah. By Hans Zimmer. I believe that is your <laughs> astrology match. It is, who I had no idea who he was. Oh, right. my gosh. Hans Zimmer. Hilarious. Right. He does music, right? 
<laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, premiered in New York City in November of 2006 to put you in the mood for the holiday season. Hell yeah! And I'm doing the same right over here. Oh yeah. All right, 85 million dollar budget. Okay. 205 million at the box office. I saw it in the theaters. Considered a hit. It is a hit. I, I saw it. Love this movie so much. It's One the best. of my favorites. All right. And we're going to go into why here is your cast. Yeah. All right. Cameron Diaz as Amanda. Yeah. Kate Winslet as Iris. Love mm, her. Kate. Jude Law as Graham. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorites, Mr. Jack Black <sighs> as Miles. You love Jack Black. I love Jack Black, and I absolutely love him in this movie. He is the perfect boyfriend. And You know I, what? His character in this film is literally your perfect match. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, and I absolutely love him in this role. This is like something he never did before, and I think he knocked it out of the it's, ballpark. It's a great role for him. It is, yeah. yeah. And then we also have Mr. Eli Wallach as Arthur Abbott. And I love this guy so much. He's Mm -hmm. such a great actor, Mm -hmm. such a great body of work. Like almost like I think he did 170 films. Holy shit. You did it. He worked right up until he died in 2014. He was 98. I didn't know he died. Yeah. You got a fucking. Oh my gosh. He was like 100 in the holiday. Well, I just, you know. Yeah. Thought he was immortal. Okay. Of course. We love to think adorable. Um, but he was 98 when he passed away. Wow. And all I can think about him is in The Godfather 3 when he plays Don Altabello. Does he really? And he's poisoned with a cannoli. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what a way to go. Talking about bringing The Godfather full circle. <laughs> We're really coming full circle. And if I had to go, I would love to go out eating a cannoli. <laughs> we could only you know? be so lucky. You know, that's coming from the Italian over here. Well, with your dairy allergy, that shit might actually happen to you. Take the gun, leave the cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) But he was in like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, The Misfits. Oh, shit. Okay. Which was, of course, the last movie of James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, and who? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You you tell me. And Clark Gable. <laughs> yes, Clark Gable. Yes. Um, we have Edward Burns as Ethan. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Is it me? <laughs> is voice. it me? His voice, right? It's See, bad. you were right there with me. It's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad, right? I know. <laughs> I, f- I feel really Sorry, bad. dude. I feel really bad saying that. I'm sure you're totally Great lovely. actor, great actor. But it's like his voice is just... What do you mean? <laughs> It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah. For the Uh, first like five minutes of the film, I'm like, I have to mute. (laughs) (laughs) We're spicy tonight. (laughs) He and Jennifer Tilly together. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Those are my two no-nos. Immediate mute. Oh, my gosh. Uh, We love you guys. Just, yeah. I mean, (laughs) seriously. Love you. Just don't talk a lot. Great actors. No hate, all love. (laughs) All right. And then one of my favorites, Rufus Sewell, who I absolutely love so much. You think Rufus Sewell is totally sexy at right now. Oh, my God. I absolutely do. Absolutely do. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Dangerous Beauty. Ooh, ah. Yeah, so good. Uh, He plays Jasper Bloom. Jasper Bloom. Yes. Uh, This is classified as a chick flick. A chick flick? With a somewhat predictable plot, but I don't care. I love it anyway. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's a good movie. All right, the plot. Here we go. Here we go. The story opens with some beautiful music. It does. Thank you, Hans Zimmer. (laughs) (laughs) And then a narration by our main character, Iris. 
and she speaks briefly on love. Oh, no. And I'm going to tell you what she says because I find it, I feel like this movie for me, one, it does bring in the holiday season, but it doesn't like focus heavy on the holidays. It doesn't beat you over the head with Christmas. A nice little touch. But I think I relate to her character so, so much in my personal. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is what she has to say about love. Okay. I have found almost everything written about love to be true. Shakespeare said, journeys end in lovers meeting. Right? Yeah. Shakespeare in love. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Personally, I have not experienced anything close to that. I suppose I think about love more than anyone should. I'm constantly amazed by its sheer power to alter and define our lives. But Shakespeare also said that love is blind. And now that is something I know to be true. Why am I going to cry? I know, right? Like literally. I feel like this was a therapy session for me doing this movie. I love it so much. But for some, love fades. And for others, it is simply lost. Love can be found only if just for one night. And then there's another kind of love, the cruelest kind, and it's called unrequited love. And of that, I am an expert. All right. Okay. First of all, right. I'm, imme- I'm crying. Give me another drink. I'm immediately crying. Now I'm crying into my whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Give me another whiskey. places. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So most love stories are about people that fall in love with each other. But mm-hmm. what about the rest of us? What about our stories? Those of us who fall in love alone, we are the victims of the one-sided affair. We are the cursed of the loved ones. We are the unloved ones. And I personally think this is not a typical chick flick. It's not. It's going from the stories of people that have not, you know, like who cannot relate? It's not a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. Who cannot relate to these emotions? Every single main character in Mm -hmm. this film has been utterly devastated and heartbroken. Right. right. And I think that that is not a typical rom-com. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? That's not the typical setup. Exactly. It's very relatable from the jump. It's like coming out of that trauma of mm-hmm. what has happened to you and rising above it and finding love. Yeah, like when you meet these characters, which you're going to get into, it's like yeah. very fresh on the pain. Right. Like you're coming in right. And I think that's very relatable. That's Absolutely. why I think this movie stands the test of time. And right. even people that don't like rom-coms... Right, and like I also with it. yeah, because it is a comedy, but it does touch on some very dark situations. Because seriously, I mean, you have to think at the holidays. I mean, people get really depressed. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a high depression rate at the holidays, specifically when you're attending functions and you're alone, or you it know, can be very isolating. It can be very isolating. Yeah. So you know, definitely. I think this movie taps on that well. It does, and it does. In a very subtle way. In a subtle way, but it's all about growing beyond that and coming out on the other side and knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, Lord. So there's where the hope comes in. Oh, I love it. So eloquently put, Iris, thank you for sharing those, you know, words. Yes. Uh, So if you're wondering, our character Iris writes a society column for the London Daily Telegraph. Okay. All right, she has been in love with ex-boyfriend Jasper Bloom 
for three miserable years. And this is Rufus Sewell. Love him so much, he always plays a douchebag. He's hot. He's rude. He's he's got some attitude. He's got some curls. He he (sighs) may have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. You know what? But again, always plays a tool. Yeah. Right. So she's been in love with him for three miserable years. And despite the fact that he cheated on her. Oh, shit. Such an asshole. Yeah. um, He totally takes advantage of the fact that she is in love with him and uses it to his own advantage, right? Mm. He leads her on just enough for her to think that there's something there and keep her dangling. That there's a chance. Um, And when she finds out at the office holiday party that he is engaged to another coworker, things take a very dark turn for Iris. Isn't it the girl that he cheated on her with? I think so, yeah. 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 Double ouch. I know, double ouch. So the ride home on the bus, um, I so relate to this myself personally. So she's riding home on the bus and she's like keeping it all together. Like Mm -hmm. everything is normal, not letting anyone see that that like she is completely shattered. And literally as soon as she walks into the door of her home where she feels safe and secure, she completely breaks down. I know. Right? Um, She's looking... As rough as she feels, and at a very low point, she decides to turn on the gas in the kitchen without lighting it, trying to pull a Sylvia Plath there. Oh, shit. Uh, She comes to her senses when she hears the bing of her computer because she has received a message. (gasps) Right? A message. So let's hold that thought. Okay. Because, meanwhile, in a far-off land known as L.A., No, does LA. Yes. Yeah. Movie trailer producer Amanda Woods okay. is breaking up with her longtime film composer boyfriend Ethan. Oh. Right? Ethan! <laughs> Ethan! It returns! <laughs> because she thinks he cheated on her. This is like one. He th- yeah, he did. He thinks. So this is one he of thinks. my. He, yeah, she thinks that he cheated on her. But this is one of like my favorite scenes because he's like down in the yard and she's up on the veranda and she's like, telling him it is over so like please just be honest with me let's be grown-ups here just tell me if you like cheated on me or not and he looks over at the gardener and the guy's like shaking says like no dude don't say no it. don't, don't freaking it. tell her and he's like all right i slept with her you know she's in love with me <laughs> she's young and of course she goes down and punches him right in the face Fuck and i yeah, love it as she should as she should my favorite other than the gardener warning him, you know, the dude to not admit to it. Once he does admit to it, he shakes his head like, I fucking told you, dude. I love it. It's the best. He's the, he's the best character of the film. And he's like, I was trying to give you pearls. You didn't take my advice. He's on screen for 2.5 seconds. Stole the show. Stole the show. Stole the show. You're on your own, dude. Where are you now? I hope you're a star. That's right. So Amanda decides at this point that she needs a vacation. Right? Definitely. And she stumbles across a home swap website where Iris's cottage is listed. Aww. Right? So that was the bing on the computer. Yeah. The two decide to swap homes for two weeks, and Amanda heads to the cottage in England. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> and Iris heads to Amanda's house in L.A. Yes. Now, let me tell you, the turnaround here was less than 24 hours. How does that happen? That's not reality. They were on a mission. I can just pick up my life, and I'm going to trust that you, some stranger, is coming to stay in my house for two weeks and take care of my dog and feed him. You know what? And not look through my— The dog threw me off, but if you think about it, we do it with Airbnb, like, all the time. Yeah, but 
I don't go to somebody's Airbnb and take care <laughs> of their, their dog. dog. That's why I said the dog. That, that was a little bit of an element of surprise. I, I would love to do that. that personally. I would take yeah. care of someone's dog. Absolutely. Like if I walked in and your dog was there, I'm going to take care of it. But like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But you, could turn, but you could turn that time around in like 24 hours. Like I'm on a plane the next morning. I have to scrub my toilet. Exactly. I'm not going to let you right? come and stay with me if my toilet is funky. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and she was feeling low. Did she really, you know, scrub her toilet? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Probably funky in there. Shit about that. Right. Right. All right. So anyway, Amanda arrives in the middle of a snow-covered hamlet in Surrey at Iris's cottage. Yes. But can we talk about this house? This cottage is gorgeous. This is my dream home. Your dream home. My dream home. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, I've never noticed this before. But you know, she had decorated for the Christmas holiday, the Yule holiday. Yeah. And there was some oranges with cloves sitting on the table. Yeah. This is your house this, floor. It looks like you. It does. Yeah. Right? This is my house. This and the one in P.S. I love you. Love when they that go to stay you. in Ireland. Yes. Um, all right. So not much happening here. She's yeah. already bored. She's like, what the hell did I do? Well, she's, she's used to her big life in L.A. Right. She decides, um, I think I'm going to go back to L.A. in the morning because this blows. Even though she went into town, she got some wine. And some, you know, chocolate balls. You know, when the schmeckin beckons. <laughs> when the schmeckin beckons. <laughs> um, but that is until there's a knock on her door. Ooh. And a handsome young man, he's there. And he says. <laughs> he's there. He's just there <laughs> at like one in the morning. And she's not even concerned about this out in the middle of nowhere. She's like, who is it? Yeah, he must um, not have PTSD. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly correct. <laughs> I would have answered the door very differently. <laughs> It's Iris's brother, Graham. <gasps> Graham. I like that name. Yeah. Like a cracker. A tasty cracker. <laughs> he tells Amanda that he's been at the local pub all night. Oh. And he's a bit schnockered. Hey, at least he's honest. And he needs to stay the night. <laughs> Let me in, bitch. Because Iris, Iris usually lets him, and Iris did not tell him that she was going to L.A. Yeah, some communication got dropped yes, there. Yes, exactly. So the two are immediately attracted to each other, and one thing leads to another. Mm, of course, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning, Graham warns, it's been nice, but please don't get attached. <laughs> and he literally says... I tend to break women's hearts simply by being myself. Really? Ouch. I would have laughed directly in his face. And in addition, I have the classic male case of no follow through. Again, at least he's honest. I'd been like, you know what? He was being very honest. 10 out of 10 for honesty. (laughs) Zero out of 10 for the cheese factor, my guy. Amanda assures him. That she keeps her emotions pretty well locked down like Fort I Knox. like her character in this right. film because she is tough. She's like, no LOL, not going to fall in love with you. Yeah. Due to the fact that, of course, her mom and dad divorced when she was young and she has not cried a tear since. No. Emotionally so, closed off. Graham, you're safe. Mm-hmm. But now, of course, he's intrigued. <laughs> that, you know, so that always it goes. Does it. You so don't want me? Let me. Now I want you. Let me extend the olive branch. And he tells her that if she decides not to head back to L.A., he will once again be at the pub <laughs> if she wants to join him. Yeah, yeah. And you guessed it. She stays. She doesn't go back to L.A. You know what? Jude Law was looking good back in 2006. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was. Um, a good time is had by all at the pub, right? Right. Uh, Graham is beginning to fall hard. <laughs> well, that was fast. But Amanda is not letting him penetrate the thick walls. Lord, did you? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to need 
That was so descriptive. Right there. Did you just say penetrate the thick walls? <laughs> I did. Is that what you said? Yes. I didn't mean it the way you're thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you not see how in a rom-com, you know, like you're describing a romantic situation, how penetrating the thick walls would be a little misleading? <laughs> oh, Leanne. Did they get it in or bird. not? Did they get it in or not? I'm blushing. <laughs> He's not going to break through her emotional walls. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So Amanda claims long-distance relationships are just too complicated. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. But hold on to your hat, Amanda, because things are about to get even more complicated when Graham is not what he appears to be. And I'm not going to go into those details. You go watch the movie. Oh, I love when you leave us hanging. Yes. Yes. So long story short, Graham wears Amanda down. The steer, the tears start running down <laughs> the steers. <laughs> it's a stampede. It's a steer horse. <laughs> Is it? It's a male cow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Great. Great. And I, and I wonder why I, why people think I'm unintelligent. Yeah. 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 That's fine. I say these things out loud. Willingly. That's that's the kicker. Oh, no. That's the kicker. Maybe I should go to my high school reunion and learn a few things. Oh, shit. Anywho. Tears are running. Tears are running, not steers. (laughs) Which are cows. Right, right, right. So, you know, at the thought of leaving him, she starts crying. And she realizes she must be in love with him. Cameron Diaz does. Right, and she runs back, and it's a love match, right? When you say run, run, she runs. She literally runs <laughs> she through literally the snow runs. back to the cottage. Yeah. And, of course, he's blubbering. <laughs> I'm a weeper. I'm a weeper. I'm a major weeper. I'm a major weeper. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone in England. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, I'm a major weeper. I'm a major weeper. Mm-hmm. How's my accent? The best you've done so far. <laughs> oh, my God, is it really? Way more UK than it is Swedish. <laughs> Fuck yes. yes. I nailed it. <laughs> but, you know, enough about those two. Okay. In L.A., Iris is adjusting just fine to Amanda's palatial estate. She's loving it. Loving it. And the California sunshine. Yeah. Right? Duh. She is introduced to Miles. I like that name, too. I do. Who's a composer. Yeah. And his aspiring actress girlfriend, Maggie. When they make a stop at Amanda's to pick up some of Ethan's things. Ethan! <laughs> we're left behind when Amanda kicked his ass out the door, right? Yeah. When the wind kicks up and Iris gets something in her eye, Miles tells her it's the Santa Ana winds. Oh. And that legend has it when the Santa Anas blow, all bets are off and anything can happen. There's your magic, There's bitch. my magic. I'm sensing a connection between these two. Is it a love connection? I think it might be. Um, Iris also meets her elderly neighbor, Arthur. <laughs> I yeah, love him. He's and he, the best. He is. And he happens to be an Oscar-winning screenwriter. They have dinner, and Arthur asks Iris why a beautiful young gal yeah. is alone in L.A. for the holiday and out on the town with an old man like him. Aww. And she gives him the dish on Jasper. The dish. The dish. Arthur explains that in the movie biz, you have a leading lady and you have a best friend, 
Those are the two parts that you write for. Mm-hmm. And he says, I can tell that you are a leading lady, Aww. but you are acting like the best friend. And it dawns on Iris that you should be the leading lady of your own life. It's one of my favorite scenes right? of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, Arthur gives her a list of movies to watch with a strong female character. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So she can become the leading lady of her own life. Absolutely. So through a series of events, Miles and Iris are going to get together to watch a movie from the list that Arthur gave them. Cute. And they meet up at the local Blockbuster. Love Where that. he plies her with coffee. Already, you are in, my friend. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because he pays homage to composers mm-hmm. and scores, right? Yes. As they're picking out the movies. Yeah. Um, he's like, two notes and you have a villain. And he holds up the Jaws box, right? Oh my God, a man after your own uh-huh. heart, Laura. He starts singing The Graduate, and we see Dustin Hoffman shopping in the video store, and he's like, I can't go anywhere. I love it's that cameo. So hilarious. It's so quick. <laughs> it's, it's so hilarious. Quick. Yeah, like if you hadn't seen The Graduate and don't know that whole thing, like you would totally miss that. Right. Um, as Miles looks out the window, he spots Maggie. His girlfriend. His girlfriend, who is supposed to be away on location for a film, and she's cozied up with another man. Oh, shit. Heartbreak ensues. Oh. Miles and Iris bond over their shitty choices and mates, mm-hmm. and the two decide to make some Christmas fettuccine. Christmas fettuccine? Yeah. I didn't I, know that was a thing, but- It, it you is know, a thing. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, to make a long story short, Jasper shows up to ruin Iris's vacation, and under the tutelage of Arthur's movie recos, he tells, she tells Jasper to hit the fucking road, right? Fuck off, Jasper. Fuck off, Jasper. With your curls in your eyes. And your sultry eyes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Miles turns down Maggie's plea to take her back, and he asks Iris out on a date, which they spend back in England with Graham and Amanda. Ow. And it's a little cute little family. It is a cute little fam. I love that that so much. Is the movie. There's a lot that I left out, but it's just there's so many good one-liners. There's so many good lessons. There's so many. Like, it's just such a great movie. This is one of my all-time favorite films. Like, I will say that confidently. Mm -hmm. I think it is so well-made. I think every person in it was very Mm -hmm. well-cast. And I'm not even a huge fan of, like, Cameron Diaz and stuff. But I think everyone in this film just did such a good job. The music is good. Yeah. Set is good. The design, the color, everything. Exactly, everything. Well, it's interesting because every single one of these parts was written specifically for the person. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And and every part had been something that none of them had done before, like a I role that none of them had taken on before. Love that, and mm-hmm. I could definitely tell that mm-hmm. it was written for them because mm-hmm. it just fit like a fucking glove. Yeah. I remember being in the theater thinking like, whoa, like that was yeah. just such a good movie. It was movie. so good. I read somewhere that Kate Winslet was so worried because she had never, she had done like basically historical pieces and stuff like okay. that, so she had never been in this type of role, and she watched like old 1950s, 60s. Aww. Like rom-com type yeah. things to try to get the hang of it. Oh, but that's yeah, cool. it was like a new role for each for one of each these one characters. Of them. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah. So you ready for some fun facts? I am. All right. So the website used for the house exchange is actually real. It's Are you kidding me? Homeexchange.com. Are you shitting me? I'm not kidding. What? Um, after the release of the film, there was an uptick in home swapping, so much so that the English police issued a warning. To not swap houses with strangers due to identity theft and murders. And I feel validated because I'm like, oh, my God, would I really swap 
an entire house. Like I think it's a bold move. I do. Like I think when you go to an Airbnb, because we've done that, you kind of put out what you don't like you're not putting like your personals and you I know, see what you mean. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like when you're house swapping and you're literally like, I'll be at your house tomorrow, you're not like putting every single yeah. personal item away. And you are not watching my fucking dog. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. Stranger. Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. So I felt very validated. Yeah. In that. Okay. So Iris's tiny cottage was supposed to be a stark contrast to Amanda's mansion in LA. Definitely, right? yeah. But according to the UK property prices, the original cottage in a good condition would go for about two million today. Whoa, that little cottage! So uh, jokes on Ooh, all of us. Yes. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe it mm-hmm. in today's market. Ah, yeah, the economy. Yeah. <laughs> so, found this in the fun facts. Did not know this, but it totally makes sense. This is based on the book Tara Road. By Maeve Binchy. Okay. I absolutely love her writing. She wrote and then a movie that is absolutely one of my favorites, Circle of Friends. Oh, shit. Is Maeve Binchy. Okay. Um, so absolutely love her. Great writer. I thought I recognized that name. Yeah, so based on the book by her, Tara Road. Oh, wow. Love that. Um, Kate Winslet and Rufus Sewell were previously romantically involved. What? what? That's hot. Okay, I love that. Awkward. Can you Why? imagine? Oh, well, prior because, to this. Well, oh, yeah, shit. it was prior to this. So can you imagine like being in the relationship that they were in in the movie? Probably <laughs> helped. A little weird. Probably helped that chemistry, Probably got though. some, uh, you know, right. got some pent-up stuff out. <clears throat> All right. The studio setup that we see Miles using in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is the exact replica of Hans Zimmer's studio. Lore, are you learning so much about Hans Zimmer? Right? He who I did not know. (laughs) Speaking of composers, the great Ennio Morricone, who I absolutely love, is mentioned and heard several times in the film. Mm -hmm. Morricone's most famous score was The Good, Bad, and The Ugly, starring Mr. Eli Wallach. Whoa, I love that. Love that connection? Love that. Uh, some of the movies you see panning through the blockbuster scene are Gone with the Wind, mm. The Graduate, Jaws, The Mummy, and 13 Going on 30. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. No, you're not. When I saw that, I was like, I have to mention that. Are you shitting me? I'm not kidding you. That's weird. Hilarious. I'm going to have to go back and check it out now. Whoa. Yeah. So Dustin Hoffman claims that this that his cameo in this blockbuster scene yeah. was totally unplanned and unscripted. He was driving by the Blockbuster store and saw all kinds of cameras and lights and decided to check it out. You're shitting me. He actually knew Nancy Myers, the writer and director. Uh, They made up the scene. Are you kidding me? And did it there. And it made it it into the final cut. And it's one of my favorite scenes. So much better knowing that. I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) So funny. Love that. Um, So my lesson Today. Yeah, what does that Of course, I was like, oh my gosh, what are these magical Santa Ana wins? I knew that's you were going to talk do that. about. I knew you were going to do like, that. I want to talk about these because that's magical, right? Fuck yeah. But, you know, sometimes your lesson just doesn't go where you think oh, it's going to oh go. No. All oh, right. no. Okay. So here we go. The Santa Ana winds can be found in Southern California. Okay. And can occur at any time of the year. Okay. Can gotcha. be either hot or cold. Okay. Which depends on the season and the high pressure formation depends on like if it's a hot or cold. 
Lord's that's, that's, that's weather talk. <laughs> science. <laughs> that's science information. I got it. Uh, the coolest Santa Ana winds start from a high-pressure system that comes from Canada, bringing in cooler temperatures. Okay. The warm, dry Santa Anas come from the high-pressure areas in the Pacific Northwest. What? Yes. Our weather girl from 13 going on 30 would have been real helpful right, right now. Wendy, the weather person. Mark yes. Ruffalo's side girl would have been on top of We've this. We've got lore. too many connections here. Wow. Yes. The Santa Anas gain the majority of their force by whipping through the mountain passes and compress into the canyon walls. So it gives them like some oomph. <laughs> Oompha. Some extra oompha. Okay. Uh, legend has it that the Santa Ana uh, winds mean ill wind blows. Ill wind blows. Mm-hmm. That does not sound good. Doesn't sound good. Some believe it originates from the word Santa Anas, which is Spanish for Satan. Okay. And some believe it came from an Indian word meaning the devil wind. Okay. It seems the Santa Ana winds have drummed up a debate on whether the weather may cause a surge in crimes in the area when they come calling. Okay. Most professionals do not take much stock in this idea, but it does seem that every time the Santa Anas blow, the local residents claim they feel nervous, anxious, and often sick. Well, I mean, it's a little windy. Right. You know, yeah. But that's not the way it's portrayed in the movie uh, as no. magical. Uh, no, that right? does not sound rom-com-ish. So should have, like, fact-checked there. Hello? They should have had fact-checked fact check Jake on staff. <laughs> uh, duh. Hire me. <laughs> Hire me. So I was not expecting that. No. Because that is completely different from the way they portrayed it in the movie. Yeah, complete, yeah. yeah. I'm not feeling totally different. magical, you know, not connections the, happening. Not feeling the love, not feeling the romance. Exactly. No. That is correct. Heavy on the death. Exactly. So then I was like, well, what about just wind in general? Yeah. So we're going to intro that, right? <gasps> Ooh, yay. Uh, wind is defined as the movement or flow of air. Okay. And is usually described in terms of strength, velocity, and direction by your local weathermen. Or weather gal, right? Is her name Wendy? Wendy. Her name is Wendy. <laughs> Wendy the weather gal. But historically, the wind has been seen as a powerful and mysterious force within many cultures and religions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the Buddhist and Hindu religions, the wind is revered as the nature or the state of God. Mm. It is one of the five great elements, which is studied by spiritualists on their journey for knowledge. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In Japanese culture, the practice of Shinto, which is a spiritual principle designed to keep connection between the living and the ancestors that have passed. The god of wind is known as Fujin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we have our faves, the Greek mythologists, right? <laughs> I love that you always say our faves. Our faves. You've just My you know, brought me into that. And yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's yours now too. <laughs> The ancient practice of invoking the winds is attributed to the Greeks. Yeah. Where they had eight specific winds, and each was ruled by a specific god. Ooh, okay. The north wind was known, I'm going to mess up these names, as Boreas, or winter. Okay. The northeast wind was Kaikaias. (laughs) That's probably wrong. Uh, The northwest wind, Skiron, the west, Zephyrus. 
the south wind was known as notus, mm-hmm. which was considered the summer wind and brought the hottest winds and summer rains with it. Ooh, okay. The southeast was known as Apollodes. Mm-hmm. The southwest was Levis, and the east wind was Eurus. Okay, you nailed it. Did I nail it? Yeah. I probably didn't. I'm sure somebody would not agree with that. <laughs> um, in pagan and occult circles, yeah. Uh, magic uses the forces of the four winds, north, south, east, and west, to create change. Yeah. And the power of wind adds a powerful surge to spell work. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Each wind possesses its own aspects and affects the earth's vibrations depending on its directionality. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I'm with you. And having an outdoor space works best if you plan to invoke the winds. Okay. Like you don't want to do that inside. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, you'd be a little destructive. Exactly. So the north wind in uh, ritual magic, also known as Boreas. So they're using the the Greek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Known as the wind of unexpected change, of death and winter, of cold and chilling winds. Mm. Associated with the color black and the hour of midnight. Okay. Used in spell work for habit breaking and maintaining a level head in situations. Oh, interesting. Right? Yeah. The east wind, known as Eurus, the bringer of rain. The bringer of rain. Is considered the wind of renewed life and intelligence. Mm. Bringing with it positive change. Associated with the color white and of the time, which is dawn. And of the time. Which is dawn. Which is dawn. (laughs) Yes. When the easterly wind blows, it invokes transformation and new beginnings. Mm, Love that. The west wind. Sounds like a fart. <laughs> Left cheek sneak. I guess that would be the south wind. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Here I am talking serious stuff, and you just like got to throw that shit in. I just had to. All right. The west wind. Yeah. Zephyrus, wind of love and fertility. Many old legends depict him as bisexual, Ooh, cool. which aids in the duality of this wind. Cleansing and healing rituals work well with this wind. It's associated with the color blue and twilight. We love a bisexual wind. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, the south wind, known as notus, is hot and fiery and is associated with cursing and acts of deception. Oh, shit. Works well in spells to banish jealousy and selfishness. Ooh. Associated with the color yellow and the time of noon. And then they have four minor winds that they use to a lesser degree. But those, the, you know, the north, south, east, and west. It's very are, interesting. I like yes, that a lot. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that is kind of my introduction into wind. It can go wow. much deeper into spell work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Lore, I love that. Yeah. So from the Santa Anas that, you know, I thought was really interesting. I thought it was going to be a cool, cool lesson. <laughs> but, you know. But, you know. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't that... Uh, you know, I kind of ran into the same problem. Like I was not getting very far. Yeah. And sometimes you kind of have to adapt. Yeah. Wow. I was like, I was like, oh, I want to do this movie. I love this movie so much, but where's the magic? Oh, it's in the Santa Anna's. And then, and then nope. <laughs> it is, but not the way we think it is. <laughs> not not really. the way it was used in the movie. Well, I'm so, glad you shared that with us. Yeah. So that was just my lighthearted, you know, kind of lesson there. I absolutely love that. That. I watch that movie at least, oh like, I don't know, a hundred times during yeah. the holidays. It's just the best. When we talk about, like, cinematography and places, 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That and P.S. I Love You are probably definitely my go-to. Interesting. That make you yeah. feel like atmosphere. you are. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It does yeah. create a very, very strong atmosphere. Her and Again, the characters are just strong. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're like you're invested right from the jump. Oh, yeah. If you have not seen this movie, Absolutely. go watch it. It's really good for November. Like so many, you said, it so gets many, you in the mood. Yeah. So many pop culture references and, you know, talking about all the composers and the musical scores and weaving it into pop culture and movies and oh yeah, yeah. it's awesome love that so much yeah, Laura, yeah. i want to go watch it again <laughs> i'm gonna go watch 13 and going on 30 but probably not oh i was gonna say are you though are <laughs> no you? i'm sounds, not it sounds i'm gonna be real with you like it would be right up your alley lore <laughs> oh my god right after halloween town you know what? Yeah, right yeah I think exactly. you should have a marathon. Halloween Town one, two, and then thirteen going. On yeah, 30. right. Sounds like you. We said Jennifer Garner, right? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the only thing that I like with her in it—not that I don't like her as an actress—but it's very rom commy I do love uh, Catch and Release. I do like that. Oh, one. that's a good one. This yeah. she was very good in this film. Yeah, I will yeah. say very cute. Yeah, it's yeah. just not my like. It's not our movie. usual yeah. cup of tea, but I'm glad it's nice to like step outside of your comfort zone yes, sometimes. So yes. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yes. I don't know. Are you ready for killer quotes? I think I am. All right. Cool. It's your turn, Lore. I'm digging deep. Digging deep. <laughs> it's a deep dive. All right. Let me see what I got here. <laughs> Here's Johnny. From The Shining. <laughs> that would be Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Did I do a good impression? I think that you fucking did, did I fantastic. Crush it? I crush it? You shocked me. I wasn't ready for that performance. You nailed it. Um, this is from at Kate D. Underscore zero zero. Yeah, Laura, I love when you try to read um, Instagram handles too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Ever. Was it an underscore? I, have I don't no know. Idea. You'll okay. never know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and she just keeps throwing the old quotes that she picked back, back in into the, the pumpkin. So you might get your quote pulled again <laughs> next week. I don't know. <laughs> oh oh no. shit! Well. Wow, that was a fun one. Was it fun? It was. It was fun. We needed for some us. fun. I yeah. hope you guys enjoyed it because sometimes we just need a little light. I hope know? it wasn't hot mess express out there, you know. But you know, I mean it was a little bit. You know what else is gonna be a hot mess express? What? Next week, our episode. Oh my gosh. I'm not gonna spoil it entirely, mm -hmm. but let me just say mm -hmm. it's Nick Cage November. Nick Cage November. Nick Cage November. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a it's good gonna one. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, a lot of make, chuckles. Make sure you tune in. If you haven't already, please go <laughs> check out our Patreon if you want, you know, some more behind the scenes and some fun stuff. <laughs> And if you haven't, please go leave us a five-star rating on Apple Reviews. Yes, it really please. helps us. It does. Uh, or tell a friend. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. I love it. That's all we got for you this that's week. That's all we got. Uh, we'll see you next time. We will. TTFN. <laughs> Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.